0: Hey, what's up? Steve Rodriguez, host of Talk About Gay Sex, letting you know that tomorrow night we are live, Wednesday, June 20th. Go to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash talkaboutgaysex. It is our gay pride episode. We are super excited. We have special guest Asher Gelman of the hit play Afterglow, porn star Dre Axstol, Prince Eric performing his hit song go off and master joshua doing a live vlogging demo you do not want to miss any of it all of the fun starts at 8 p.m eastern daylight time we go live at 8 if you're in new york come for our pre-event 7 to 8 at rebar in chelsea it's 225 west 19th street rebar is the place as we go live for gay pride this wednesday tomorrow night beginning at 8 p.m Eastern Daylight Time, facebook.com forward slash sex. See you then. This episode is a rebroadcast of one of our favorite episodes, Gay Sex Role Model. We love this episode. And again, join us tomorrow live. This program is a proud member of Univaz, Unified, unique voices. Learn more at UnivazPods.net. Talk About Gay Sex is sponsored by Rev, dedicated to helping men have more sex, better sex, and healthier sex. For more information, go to RevForMen.com. That's RevForMen.com. What's going on? You are listening to Talk About Gay Sex. I'm your host, Steve Rodriguez, here in New York City home base with my two co-hosts today. I'm so excited. Jeremy Ross Lopez. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Excellent, Carpenter Steve Carpenter. How are you, Hi, neighbor? How are you today? I am good. (laughs) Sure, I knew you were. (laughs) (laughs) Who are you conjuring
1: up today? That's Mr. Rogers. Mr. Oh, we lost him. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood.
2: Oh, that whole thing. (laughs) Yeah, that whole thing. He passed away, by (laughs) the way. rest in peace, Mr. Rogers. We loved you. He was one of us, and
0: yeah. was Was he gay?
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, I, mean duh. I was a mere child when I saw him on television, Yeah, and I think
0: later on in his. Career, <laughs> in his
2: cardigan sweater and that white shirt, which his shirt, mother made for oh, him. Oh no! That's, I'm
0: so sorry. I am so thinking of somebody totally off. I'm thinking of
2: Bill Nye the Science
0: Jim Guy. Jim Neighbors. Oh, Jim Neighbors. Yes, who just That's passed Gomer away. Pyle. Gomer Pyle. Yes. And no, I'm totally yes. giving the wrong information. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I don't know if Mr. I don't Roger, think, I think he, Mr. Rogers was. He, he was a he was a Presbyterian minister.
1: Yes, exactly, yeah. and got married later on. I don't know if he got married. I just, I just can imagine his sermons, you know, like, how neighbors can you say repent? I think he can. He was a singer, though. You would appreciate that, right? Um, well, I mean, I heard him sing his theme song, which was...
0: I think he was operatic. Was he? Yeah. Okay. Of course, no, I don't know I, why I don't we're going on and
1: on about I don't know. But may he rest in peace. Mr. Rogers, may he rest in peace. Now let's get on exactly. with what we're let's gonna talk about. Let's get
0: on, exactly. But real quick, I was um I was out last night and for those that know, M um, A L in DC is happening this weekend, January 12th weekend, um, my birthday weekend, actually. I will mm-hmm. be there. I'm going to do a lot of interviews, hopefully. We're on um, the eve of his
2: birthday. He's
0: calling them interviews, so. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I'm going to be talking into a poll. How about that? Uh, my, Down and yeah, dirty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, um, but yeah, a lot of people uh, were, were excited about that at The Eagle in New York. I know you've been, Jeremy, before mm. several times. And you like it, right?
2: I love it. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And it's fun to meet the, like, be in a different scenery too. Their nightlife is fun too. Their eagles really good. Oh as yeah, well.
0: it's really fun. Because
2: I've been to a lot of different cities, and uh, their eagles are nothing like I would say ours and uh, DC's are definitely like the best I've been to, or just the most lively. Well, DC, they're all very different from each well, other. It Depends
1: on where you know when when you went and yeah, what day of the week and.
2: You know, but Boston's eagle very different than. These two,
0: yeah, and San Francisco's in LA. Um, the one DC's has moved like twice, I think, already, mm-hmm. and it's right. now almost on the cusp of Maryland. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really kind of far out there, near like Costco's and stuff like that. So it is mm-hmm. a little bit of a trek. But
2: oh, it's not that space that we went to the last time that they showed us upstairs, or it is. It is that. So oh, remember okay. that it took a is while. Is that to done get now?
0: Th- it, yes, and oh, it's I really cool. Been there since it's been done. Yeah, it's it's. So done. they had an
2: upstairs space mm-hmm. uh, at the Eagle in DC and the last time I went was not this past year but the year before and Steve also came and they gave us a tour of upstairs but it was just like it looked like a really cool Mm -hmm. uh, just empty space and they had a little stage and it's like a big attic upstairs and I guess they renovated it. Absolutely.
0: So check it out people Um, but I was listening to chatter amongst um, the boys last night and this guy came in to was talking to uh, me and some guys. And he was saying, I think I just, he's like, what's the opposite of cock blocking? And we all were like, wait, what? Like everyone (laughs) knows what cock blocking is. So we made him explain a little bit more. So he basically was saying he had another friend that was with him, and that friend liked this other guy,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and so so he was pushing. So he was kind of pushing him, and so he's being I a heta.
2: Well, he well, I hate when friends do that. <laughs> me, so but my much. Friend, so, you'll like him. He's well, I thought it was interesting. Because, I mean, it's cute. There's a cute <laughs> way to do it, but there's also a way that it's too extra. And yeah. like, well, here's the thing. Shut up and let me do it. First of all, or exactly. let me paint the
0: picture. It was jockstrap night, right? Yeah. So yes. this... the guy I was talking to was saying he had. He, his friend wanted him to go up to this other guy mm-hmm. that he liked to mm-hmm. kind of like fix them up. But I'm thinking, wow, are you that shy at, at jockstrap night, which he was in his jockstrap. <laughs> Balls to the have,
2: walls. I mean, what the fuck?
0: That you're, <laughs> that you're shy that you can't no, you know, go there, up
1: to somebody on your own? There are a lot of guys. They don't have any problem prancing around naked because they've got a beautiful body, etc. But they don't have any self-esteem. You know I guess that's what and it was. Sometimes they have the beautiful body because they don't have the self esteem.
0: You know. Oh, but, I never yeah. thought of that. Yeah. But here's where it came the you know, what's the opposite of cock blocking was he said the guy that he went up to ended up liking him and not being interested in. Of course, that's his what friend. I was, of course and it's the so, triangle. Right. But I feel like <laughs> oh, but the that original
2: sucks though, because then when the friend doesn't <laughs>
0: Well, it does. But, yeah, and this—it
2: sucks. It's awkward because mm-hmm. for the he friend, and it's better. awkward for you because right. then you're like, "Oh, do I accept it or do I not?" And then also the friend is like in the clearly on the back yeah, burner. I, right. I blame
0: the friend in the first place because A, of course, you're yeah. No, night. I get it. Do yes. your
2: own, you know, yeah. do your own <laughs> cruising.
0: Figure out your own cruising. Yeah. And you're going to ask, and this boy, your friend who was adorable, mm-hmm. also in a jockstrap, to go up to the guy you like. Yeah, that's You're like, not going to ever wonder like, what You're definitely what if setting yourself him? up for failure. I was like, what? Yeah. And so this guy felt bad, and so he was just trying to avoid uh, the whole thing. But I was like, "You, honey, please." You know, that's when you got to yeah. tell
1: your friends, "Girl, get out there yourself. If you're interested yeah. in him, you go talk to him. You know, if you want me to go talk to him, then I'm probably going to have also, to sleep there with subtle, him too." For you, there are you. subtle ways so. that, it, like, I,
2: I think John and Steve have done that before. Like, there are subtle ways where you could like add someone into the conversation if they know that your friend likes them. Like, like for example, say I'm looking at someone and I'm and Mm -hmm. I'm not in the mood to actually reach out to them. There are ways that my friends have subtly brought them into the conversation where I get a little bit more comfortable. Well, I don't think there was a lot
0: of conversation last night at jockstrap night. No, I'm sure. (laughs) But I will say there was a lot of cruising, and it's kind of a cruise bar that we were Mm -hmm. at, the Eagle, and just by staring or looking over at somebody and seeing if they give looks back. You can stand by them and see if they notice you. (laughs) There's all sorts of ways. Just, you
1: could just, you could just go up and say hello.
0: (laughs) Yeah. But But if you don't want to be,
1: yeah. If you don't want to be conversational, then, you know, drop something right in front of them. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and, and, and I remind you one last ben time, everyone is standing in their jockstrap, so it's not like, hey, so <laughs> did you see snap, Trump yeah. speak today <laughs> on oh, CNN? God. I mean, it's not like that kind of chatter. It's like the lights are, are dark. Talk about it, ruining the moment. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, but I'm saying it's not a chit chat kind of bar. That's like
2: an inverted because you're
0: you're in your yep, jockstrap. Conversation. Strap, <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes. Well, anyways, let's get into today's topic. And I was today's recipe. Today's is. recipe is. <laughs> sex role models. And I I was thinking of this um, because I was thinking, you know, there's so much press and stories right now about people, you know, the, the me too movement. And Mm -hmm. obviously people are, uh, you know, all the sexual abuse, including in the gay world, Mm -hmm. Kevin Spacey and all that. And And I was just thinking like, you know, obviously we acknowledge that and, and everything, but I thought, what are our, let's do a spin on this and what's the the positive side Yeah, And who were positive sex role models, whether they were famous celebrities or people in our own lives that pushed us either to come out, pushed us to try a new sexual act, pushed us Mm -hmm. to go up to the guy that on your own, that Mm -hmm. gave you that courage and, I don't know, I was just thinking like when I was younger, I think I told the story once before that my first bottoming experience ever was with the porn star, Chris Stone. He went by, he was Latin mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. he was I Costa-, Costa Rican. And I, I think I told the story before, before it was at the Knob Hill Cinema which is still open in San Francisco. It's an adult <laughs> male theater. And I got enough nerve to go in there And it's a theater where... And she
2: was a regular after that. I I wanted to be. (laughs) I didn't have enough money, though.
0: Um, But
2: yeah, I drove my pickup truck over there. So So, what's the the setup of a movie theater that's like that? Uh, So basically, it's
0: a theater that shows
2: porn. Okay.
0: And then in between movies, they'll have performers, porn stars oftentimes or just on, performers. A, on
2: like a mini stage on or, a mini okay. stage
0: or a stage and they'll kind of do a little dance number and then they'll jack I've off i've never
2: heard of anything like that that's so it's hot ama- yeah and so what but it reminds me of that madonna video where she yeah. like they uh, dance in the little windows and open your heart yeah. like yeah. a yeah. peep show yeah kind of like
0: that and so essentially <clears throat> in this time chris he was performing and i was like wow he's hot and mm-hmm. All of a sudden I hear a guy like in a row in front of... <laughs> Sitting
2: in the, in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> so he's
0: going around in between the performance, jacking off, the dicks out, um, putting in people's faces, t- mm-hmm. but not, no one's doing anything. You know, you, yeah. I don't think you can touch them. And at one point, one guy, like two rows in front of me to the left was so excited that he like came like loudly too. Like jerked off and was like, like oh, uh, yeah and it was like, oh my God, it was like <laughs> it was yeah, it was funny. And so at the end of the performance, Back's in public, they say you can go see him and meet him downstairs and it's mm-hmm. this little maze and they have They put him in like this glass box and you can touch him through putting your hand through this glove. It's so weird. It's like a. I mean, it looked like a yellow, you know, rubber glove. Like a kitchen sink. Like a dish kitchen washing. sink, one.
2: <laughs> yeah, that sounds and, a little and, creepy. And your
1: playtex, uh, <laughs> play
0: <text> gloves? <laughs> so that I guess
1: it
2: sounds a little creepy, but it sounds also safe for him because then you don't. I mean, yeah, everyone. Be, I'm sure everyone be wants to touch. By these rubber hands but all at, night. You know? I know, but at least it's, <laughs> it's that it's and weird, not someone's yeah. dirty hands. I That's guess. true.
0: true. Sure. And so, and there must be some legalities on this whole thing. And I'm sure it
2: doesn't feel bad.
0: So there apparently, so he was, I went in there and I did it for a minute. And then he was indicating to me, like, meet me after or He's later. like, take
2: that glove off, bitch.
0: Yeah. But they said, <laughs> but apparently the rule is they can't, you know, meet anybody, that, like a patron that would come in. Yeah. That's like illegal or no, off limits. That, that
1: makes it prostitution or... Correct. Mm, what have you, so. so I
0: did not engage in prostitution. I'm just going to go either. on the record. Yes. I didn't. So anyways, I met him in the alleyway afterwards, because I guess he got off of work. It was in an alley? And picked him up in my pickup truck, and he drove huh. me to the Safeway on Market Street in Were you San Francisco. How Yes, the Crisco <laughs> spot, and he marched me down to buy like lube and condoms, and then we ro- drove back to his hotel. I don't know why we went so far, too, because he was staying near the Knob Hill Cinema, but whatever, right. and he proceeded to be my first bottomy experience, and he showed me the Did proper Did he know that? R- Did he know you, you had not? Did you know he you were
1: virginal at that point? He
0: he had to know that I was like naive and young and Mm -hmm. just for many reasons. And I told him after, and so he he took it slow. And it was so like you know well handled on his end. I think Mm -hmm. from so many levels, from safety to hotness to just taking the time and I was so he ended up being one of my sexual role models because I was like not only did he teach me something Mm -hmm. but he was somebody I looked up to he was Latin Mm -hmm. in an era where so many porn stars that I was looking at seemingly were blonde haired blue eyed hairless waspy so this was refreshing so he ended up um later I think I like went up to him years later he was performing at the end touch in San Francisco and I don't think that he even re- remembered me, but anyways, he was still my yeah. hero. But do you guys have anybody that you like either lusted after or just oh God, the list is so long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Rogers, maybe over there. No. You're wondering? <laughs> no, no, no,
1: no, not quite like that. I mean, one, one of my sexual heroes who I did not have sex with, but, um, I worked with him in an off Broadway show. I was the stage manager, and he was one of the stars. Uh, was Jack Wrangler. Oh, um, yeah. He got mentioned. to start in porn, and he was one of the first people who kind of took the dirtiness out of porn. Mm-hmm. Because porn was always, you know, I mean, even before my time, it was like you know, on, you know, 8mm film and right. know, crap like that. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, so. But he really kind of approached it as being as like the Marlboro Man. Oh, right. You know, so he brought out that butchness. And he was, you know, because if you look at porn, you know, really early porn, you know, then there's a lot of really Nelly guys being very Nelly a lot of times. And, right. And, you know, just, you know.
2: That seems it, so but, funny, Nelly Bottom. Yeah. yeah.
1: We, I mean, Jack was Jack was never really a bottom. Um, and he <laughs> did both straight and, you know, straight and gay porn. I mean, he told he told some, very funny stories. I mean, working with him, he was very funny. Um, <laughs> somebody mentioned Robin Bird. I guess Robin oh my Bird God, Robin was Bird. Doing yeah. her show, he goes, Robin Bird says, oh, I fucked her. <laughs> oh my God. But he used to talk about being, you know, being backstage with his magazines, you know, his male porn magazines to get himself hard. Then he'd run out into a quick scene and, you know, as long as it would last, you know, this is before, uh, uh, before Rev for Men or any of those things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but uh, the, the way he kind of changed things around you know and then later on he moved out of porn and then became a legitimate actor and a writer and wow. um, he married Margaret Whiting who was a well-known uh, big band singer and you know he just never he never apologized for being a porn star you know and i gave him a lot of credit for that and he was always honest about it what he did and the image that he portrayed and the he i want to say he took the shame out of it
0: Nice. You know, nice. So, is
1: he still alive? No, he's he's been gone a couple of years. We'll have both, to post his both picture. He and
0: Let's post his picture on our. um yeah. we're updating the photos on our TalkAboutGaySex.com yes. website. So I want to put yeah. his picture Put his
1: picture up. Yeah, and he and Margaret had a rabbit named Bunny and yeah, that's, uh, that's another story but.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, somebody but, you and I talked about Carpenter last on our last episode um with Jeremy Lucido was mm-hmm. Wakefield or sorry, not Wakefield. Um was Armistead Maupin. Oh, yes. And yes, Jeremy, I, I don't know if you know Armistead Maupin, but he was a writer. He wrote um I think in the San Francisco Chronicle originally. Um, sorry, your wine over there. It just looked like you were going. <laughs> we well, yes, we are drinking. Um,
1: oh yes, oh, yeah. It
0: just looked like it was going to go off the table there in a, in I a hot minute. I would,
1: I would never let that happen. <laughs> I always know where my cocktail is.
0: Always. Um, but he wrote this series. Um, uh, what was the series called? Uh, um, Tales of the City. Tales of the City. And there was a mini series that I was obsessed with, and mm-hmm. it was really like you know getting into the san, san francisco was a character in the in this book series as well as mm-hmm. in the in the tv series um and he just created positive gay ro- like characters that weren't they were just normal gay men mm-hmm. you know not dumbed down not yeah. um, if, you know it would be fun to watch that now if you could probably find the miniseries, there's a current Which documentary is, or, or the
1: books are fantastic the books, yeah. the books read very quickly
0: Right, they right. Read
1: very quickly. He would he used to get upset that people would say, oh, I read all your books last weekend. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because you just get into them. You yeah. know these characters. Yeah, you know?
0: that's cool, though. Well, it's so. a compliment, and it's also like, wow, and how long did I spend exactly. writing that? And you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's almost like a film, too, the yeah, amount of time read people... read quickly?
1: They read very quickly. But, I mean, you can read. He's got, I think there's... Uh, the series is probably 10 books. I don't remember offhand. I've read every one of them. We should well, do that. The last Book one. Club. The last. The last one I haven't yeah. read all the way through Book yet because Club, I'm I mean, afraid. But I'm yeah. afraid he's killing off my my absolute favorite character, who I always identified with. So.
0: But you also said but, something last week that he was when they were working on the series, they cast a gay actor at the time, right? And this was this would have been the 90s, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you were saying that actually it wasn't me that was saying. It. I think, it, but but yeah, I knew about it. Okay, so, but when they were going to recast the. The second series, um, apparently the actor denied that he was...
1: No, it wasn't the actor. The actor was openly gay, um, and I don't remember his name. He was very cute, and he did the role fairly well. Um, you know, the, the, the he character, played Mouse? Mouse, or Michael Tolliver was the character's name. The nickname was Mouse. Right. Um, which, you know, the character was supposed to be small and mousey and, and this guy was kind of a little more bulky, so it didn't quite fit it as well, but it but It worked. Um, but he was openly gay and apparently when he took this, took on this series, his publicist said, oh no, 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 we can't, we can't do the open gay thing. And Armistead Moffin was like, he's either openly gay Mm -hmm. and he tells people or I'm not friggin' hiring him in, you know, for the second season. He was very adamant about that.
0: And I think that was a great stance and to take, you know, as from Armistead's point of view that... You know, it's, it's one thing if you're hiring a straight actor.
1: They're straight. Okay, mm-hmm. so what? Right. If you're hiring a gay actor for a gay role, and they've been open, and suddenly they're going to go back in the closet. I
2: know, that's like a waste no. of time.
1: Well, and with the Glines and Theater... And you get a
2: following with that, so it's exactly. like, well, I don't... He probably has fans based off of him already.
1: When, when the Glines Theater first started, one of the things John named... John Glines named the theater group The Glines because that's his name. He put his name on the title, so he would not allow anyone to not use their real name in the show, right. because that's what people were doing in the seventies. It's like, oh, I'm an actor, but you know, I, I don't want to use my real name because I might be not not be able to get an equity job, or you know, I know which is which is the the Actors Union. Mm-hmm. I might not be able to get a real job, and then just, you know, and then of course, John, um, um, they took Torchstone Trilogy mm-hmm. to Broadway, you know, to right. Off Broadway. You know, uh, off Off Broadway to Off Broadway to Broadway, uh, it won Tonys, and then he thanked his lover on national television in 1983. That's so, right. Yeah, so he's, that's, he's he's a gay hero of mine. He's not a sexual hero, but no, you know. no,
0: but yeah, but, they can be. But yeah. that, because oftentimes, really, these heroes make us feel more confident, and we were just talking about confidence earlier. The confidence in general just makes you, yeah. you know. In, in all parts of your lives and we always forget about the sexuality of it it's mm-hmm. like being sexual is part of us just like yeah. you know when we go to work and when we mm-hmm. all the other things that we do in our life exactly. and yep. so it shouldn't be underestimated so giving you that confidence would mm-hmm. give you the courage to then go out there and be you know right. a confident I mean, sexual man there were more people that had come up to
1: John and said oh my god I remember watching you on television when I was living in you know, in Denver or whatever, you know, and you came out as a gay man, and you mm-hmm. thanked your lover on national <clears> television, and you know that was just—that's amazing. It was heroic at the time. I mean, he got death threats and all kinds of things afterwards. But sure, sure. You know, then, I mean, and then uh, then uh, the woman who ran the the national theater wing or the 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 American theater wing, um, she's like, oh, we won't have any more of that. Well, and then and Harvey Fierstein was like, oh, we'll just see about that. And the next year, Harvey won uh, for Harvey um, Fierstein, Harvey Fierstein. Sorry. Um, he won for, um, Torch. Um, no, Torch on trilogy won in 83. Okay. As best play. And he also won for best actor. Um, but in 1984, uh, La Cajo Fall, the musical, right. Which Harvey wrote won best musical. And of course, Harvey came up and did the same thing all over again. I love it. You know, which was fantastic.
0: Well, and you and I just saw Michael Urie in Torch Song recently here right. in New York uh-huh. City, which was great. Uh-huh. Um, but we, you know, cannot leave this conversation without talking about Bette Midler and what she did oh. for the, the gay bathhouses mm-hmm. back in the day. We've oh, talked God. about her more on the show before, but I mean, talk about a role model. Well, and, and, and Barry
1: a, Manilow, who was
2: her pianist.
1: Oh, I, yeah, he doesn't always get. Yeah, I, I forgot. He, he was, was her. The, he was her. He was her pianist through wow,
2: through that's the whole a fun duo.
0: Yeah. But yeah, she especially really, in
2: that setting, I think to
0: have a woman, though, like you know, proudly, you know, having a, a gig there, singing yeah. her repertoire, but she's tron-
2: always been strong. Yeah, which that reads. But this like, is when, she's like the perfect person to be in that situation. But she and was at not. She right. was
1: not known then. She was playing on Broadway. She mm-hmm. was playing one of the daughters in Fiddler on the Roof. You know, in the original, I think it was with Zero Mostel. So she would get off work, and then she'd go up to the Continental Baths on the Upper West Side. And that's
2: so. And cool. And she'd do
1: a show, and Barry Manilow would play for her. You know, and, and mind
2: you,
0: people are in their towels.
2: No, people I know. Are, yeah, yeah. It's a people are in their towels.
1: You know, um, and there's if, and if you going look on or, if you I look on YouTube of that
0: on on our uh, yeah. page too. If
1: you look on YouTube, there's a, a recording of an entire show that she did. You know, at the bathhouse. So
0: we need to do a show in the bathhouse at some point. Oh God. (laughs) You two (laughs) two are looking at me like, Um, we
2: know it without you.
0: Yeah. Right. (laughs) By the way, we are um, having our next live broadcast. It's going to be Wednesday, February 7th at rebar here in New York city. Um, we will have more times, but it'll be a happy hour thing, but you can watch us on facebook.com forward slash talkaboutgaysex, and it's going to be a juicy one juicy. this time around, but more to come, but just mark your calendars. February 7th, we're juicy. live. Hey, Steve, how was that date last week? Well, Carpenter, good and bad. <laughs> good in the sense of? Good in, have you heard of Rev. Rev for Men? Yep. Oh, yes, I do know it. The new TriMix solution for erectile enhancement. Yep, that one. It's fantastic. So I try it. I made the mistake of trying it. Prior to dinner, because within 20 minutes it kicked in, so I am rock hard, and I mean rock hard to the point where
1: mm-hmm.
0: I'm positioning around in my chair at dinner, <laughs> putting this <lamp laughs> a bulky shirt sweater, on yep. put, put the napkin over your lap. <laughs> yep. And this guy's ordering and ordering, and two sets of oysters, and it's like, is this like the endless date? Uh, good. The good news was, even after the date ended, we headed over to his place, uh-huh. and and. Lo and behold, I'm still rock hard, which I'm like, okay, good. I'm going to get good, lucky good, here. Good, good. I'm still raring and ready to go. And nothing. dud. I think he put on a cartoon or something. And, oh, God. Yeah, exactly. So be sure and, and make sure it's a sure thing because the good news is <laughs> Rev works. Oh, that it does. The bad news, this date, <laughs> It didn't work exactly. Yeah. Next. <laughs> and for more information, go to revformen.com.
1: Yes, and do it as soon as you can. This stuff is
0: great. Um, but Jersey. I'm curious. You know, Jeremy, who are some of your famous or not famous people in your so life? So I
2: would say I have two. One is famous. One's not. So uh, <clears throat> the famous one uh, I would say is actually really Ricky Martin oh. because growing up he was definitely like a. Just a a role model in a way of being like a sexual person. And so when I was younger, I I always watched his music videos. And like another thing that made me so like look up to him was he was so proud to be Puerto Rican. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so that part of like the culture tying in with his sex appeal was really amazing. Mm -hmm. And so I would watch his videos. And I, I kind of always knew, even as a little kid, he definitely helped bring out like the the so-called like gay in me, where like I started to become a sexual person with sexual thoughts from watching him.
0: Well, remember and all so, those like, early videos where yeah, he was just so I would so like live in hips. la vida
2: loca that video, he's That's, like dancing in the rain, yeah. and so that for me, seeing that turned me on a lot. But it also was a time when I was going through puberty, so I didn't really know what being a sexual person was, or like what what I was attracted to. So like I had never really thought about being attracted to men or women before then. And seeing those videos at the time, it didn't matter to me that he wasn't out. I kind of always knew that he was gay. And I even said it to my parents and they they all, (laughs) they they just like brushed, they brushed it off. And I didn't really care if he was or not. It was just the fact that he turned me on a lot and seeing Mm -hmm. him be strong, he was still strong and powerful then Mm -hmm. as a sexual person. And And even with women, even with women, it was like really beautiful to see his, him as a sexual person and the way he, and just his like
1: presence on stage. Yeah. Him and Jennifer Lopez
2: were too definitely like bring out like being sexual and proud of like where they came from and their background and culture. And that, for me, is a role model, and I find that really interesting.
0: And it's it's interesting that you mention um, musicians like that because I was thinking of that as well because musicians are creating art, music, and it's the the music, in in your case, both of them Latinos, and are shaking, and I mean, they're moving, and all that sensuality that you're seeing proudly is gotta have an effect on you. Mm -hmm. I can totally understand that. I think for me, it was George Michael, Mm -hmm. because um, I think I told the story before, in theology class, religion class in eighth grade, you had to pick a pop song talk about why you picked it and what you know what they were talking about in the song and I picked I Want Your Sex by George Michael Mm -hmm. and played the song. It was a risky choice, but I said, the way he's talking in your life.
1: I'm sorry, sister. It just makes me moist.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But but the lyrics are, he says it's natural, (laughs) it's logical, Uh and it's all about the positivity of sex. It's no wonder that I wanted to host a show called Talk About Gay Sex. Mm -hmm. At eighth grade, I was you know, using someone like George Michael, because, and he was so freely, you know, you know. I think with him, he got a lot of like backlash for shaking his hips, and then ended up writing a different song later that said, you yes. know, when you shake your ass, they um, they notice fast. And then he felt like I feel like George Michael felt later on that he had created this sex symbol imagery, and now he had to like downplay it back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least at that point I was all for it and, you know, he was definitely a role model for me. Obviously Madonna, we have to, I have to talk about her because, you know, for many reasons she just always was, I can remember in gymnastics when all my other like gymnasts were, they were like into sticks and journey and Mm -hmm. all these like rocker type eighties rocks. Yeah. And Madonna was on, and she was Lucky Jerry's Star. <laughs> yeah, right. She had Lucky Star, and and they were talking about how hot they thought she was when she was like leaning back in Lucky Star, and you could almost see up her bra. Right. And I was thinking, <laughs> I just was like emulating that. I like would love to like do that gyration type thing. <laughs> yeah. So we were looking at it in different brought- ways. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> And then later, obviously, we all know I you're mean, looking
1: at the choreography. They're looking at her tits, <laughs> right? Right? Exactly. Exactly. Yes. But
0: obviously, she's such a role model in so many ways. And you know, to come out with a book called Sex, mm-hmm. um, which shows so many provocative. For those of you who haven't taken a look at it, you should.
1: Well, and it came out what twenty-five years
0: ago. Yeah, like I mean, it early was, '90s. It was it was ballsy, but she always was ballsy.
1: Mm-hmm. You
0: know? Right. Because some of the stuff she does in there is is very, she still is. But (laughs) some of the stuff she did back then, I was like, wow. I mean, a lot of fetish and a lot of exploration of all things fetish and and that was like not really being talked about. Um, But yeah, obviously, artists like Tom of Finland, you know, are definitely role models for so many people, I think, as well, right? Because, and that's why that movie. Exactly. Is so good. Well, and all of
1: his drawings too. You <laughs> know, he he portrayed men as very, as very masculine, and you know the, the masculinity that is being a man. Even if you're feminine, there is a lot of masculinity to you. You know. Mm-hmm. Oh and yeah. So, but that's what he, he portrayed, and very boldly. You know, very that was boldly. one of the few things. Because I mean, I'm I'm old enough that when I was growing up, people were not out in public. You know, there were no real public figures, at least that I can think of, who were out. You know, they were out gay men that you could mm-hmm. say, "Oh, oh, that's okay."
0: Yeah. Right. You know. If they can do it, I can. Well, yeah, exactly. exactly. And for those, what were you going to say? That, no, and oh. well,
1: um, just just I mean, and there there was another one that um, that did influence me a lot. But I can we, we can oh. talk about that.
0: Yeah. No, I, all I was just going to say is that um, with Tom of Finland, see the movie because it yes. really does show in his situation what he was surrounded by, which was the military. oppression.
2: Well, he was surrounded yeah, by too. military
0: and that was his inspiration and that was his outlet. I think where he took the leap was somebody finally saw his work mm-hmm. and he said, yes, publish it. And he became, you know, that, and that's where yeah. his work became so much inspiration and an outlet for so many gays because it was Mm -hmm. like wow yeah but he really was just his inspiration was soldiers and military militia and police right and the biker the underground biker community Mm -hmm. and it's it's uh, it it struck me because we're only as good as what we when we grow up what we're surrounded by i mean i grew up in a suburban you know town and as a gymnast and so I was surrounded by gymnasts in tight clothes and so but we're you know it takes people like these heroes that through media Mm -hmm. or venturing out because otherwise you know I could have stayed in Fremont and Mm -hmm. just looked at what was around me and he is definitely a good example of that Mm -hmm. I think definitely yeah who else were you no as a high school teacher I had uh,
1: by the name of George Seafeld and who lived in Ann Arbor, Michigan. So and the reason I'm saying all that is because I have tried to find him and I don't think he's with us anymore. Oh. But he was extremely influ- influential on me you know, as a high school student. And he obviously had gaydar. I knew I was gay. He, I, there was nothing sexual with him. There was nothing that he you know, I don't think there was any interest sexually, but he knew I was a gay man and he wasn't going to let me get away with any shit. (laughs) Wow. I love that. Yeah. And he influenced, he very highly influenced my life in high school. And yeah, I don't think he's with us anymore. I did run into him. He used to like to come to one of the local gay bars after graduation, you know, and he'd just walk in and, and I was, I was, um, talking to my friend Kitty, who was the DJ there at the time. And he walks in and he does this little girly wave, goes, hi. (laughs) But he was, as as a teacher of underage kids, he was fairly open. And this was in the seventies. Wow. That's cool. So he was fairly open. And I mean, and I had seen him out after that, you know, in his leather with his boyfriend or husband or, you know, of how many years, but. Um, but yeah, he was very influential. So if anyone knows anything about George Seafield from Ann Arbor, Michigan,
0: <laughs> send Let me a note yeah. at
1: thegayfathernyc at gmail.com. I would be interested to know. But yeah, I think I don't think he made it past the AIDS crisis is my mm. suspicion, but anyway.
0: I've talked about it before. My math teacher in high school also you know, was super, the same thing, such a positive role model always. He would compliment me. Every day I came into class, Mr. Rodriguez. Another nice sweater you're wearing, and and then later after F. I left, he Sweaters. turned out to be <laughs> gay as well, and we hung out like once or twice. I did reach out to him though on Facebook, and yeah. he's he lives in um, he's married. He said and living to in, a man huh? to a man yeah, and living in Canada. So yeah, so Ooh. he was, but definitely a positive yeah. influence. You do, you
1: do find them here and there. But yeah, and but uh, that's why I I love because I've seen this over my lifetime that you know people are coming out who are in public figures as public figures, exactly. Uh,
0: Do you have um, Jeremy, other people that are non-famous that have just? I mean, you have such an amazing mom, and we have you know when you have like family members that support you, like Mm -hmm. Nancy Lopez does, or. Vivian Mead does, my yeah, sister. Yeah, they're really good
2: role or models. Carpenter, they, my sister. And Carpenter. <laughs> yeah, they're really good role models because they're the closest to you. And you, I think, uh, when you are coming out and you are like being sexual or whatever, you just don't want judgment. And I think that before you do come out, you always uh, <clears throat> think or assume that the level of judgment will change how people feel about you. Well, and, you and, so it, too, and it helps, course. yeah. And it yeah. helps for the closest people to you to be supportive. And I know that that doesn't happen for most. so
0: Well, they allow you to be you <clears throat> yeah. and they create a, a road to even... They pave the way pretty yeah, much, yeah. So that you can even explore. And yeah.
2: yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But mine that wasn't a famous person uh, is another guy that I had sex with once and it wasn't even... Uh, so we would just went into it. I I can't remember his name, but he dominated me when I didn't want to be dominated and it actually inspired me and turned me on because I learned things from him. And so the reason why I say I would consider that a role model is because it was really interesting. It wasn't... Uh, We actually didn't have intercourse. It was just like teasing the whole entire time. Mm -hmm. And it was so fun, but he just was really, really aggressive. And was it was sexual. And the way that he did it was so interesting to me because I've never been with somebody that could flip, flip roles so quickly and easily knowing that that's not what you went into it thinking.
0: So did you get ideas on how you might want to Yeah. So I was
2: was inspired by just the way, like his actions and the way that the whole uh, encounter went. And it interested me because it doesn't have to be uh, just cut and dry or basic and go straight to the point. And so like, for example, him just telling me to do something and in the moment you just do it and you go with it. And he could definitely tell and admitted afterwards that he could sense that I was uncomfortable but also a part of me was interested and intrigued by mm. that and so that for the, me is like edge. definitely a sexual yeah. role model because I learned from that like just myself as a person and like what I'm into and just also the way to make the sex fun and like just make it interesting and it could be subtly with just in like uh, the buildup to intercourse in general.
0: Absolutely. I mean, mm-hmm. other people that we sleep with or can help, you know, push our boundaries a lot. I would mm-hmm. say the leather community for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Since I started exploring it four or five years ago here in New York City, I definitely was much more vanilla before. And it just mm-hmm. took a friend to take me to the Eagle, and I realized you know, "Hmm, I can go to this place by myself Mm -hmm. and not feel awkward. And then obviously I got into the gear component of it, Mm -hmm. wearing all the leather and then seeing the different fetishes that are within the leather community got me to like explore Mm -hmm. that. And so the community, and then it is a community Mm -hmm. that can, like I said, I'm going to the mid Atlantic leather weekend this weekend. And so it's a thriving community there's mm-hmm. IML there's other you know bars that are dedicated to yeah. that and so the community at large is definitely a role model for me because mm-hmm. it's pushed not only the i think it's the community part that i look up to but also the, the how it's pushed me in my sexual outlook and and the things i try and so mm-hmm. i give them credit well because
1: you see you know you see people doing things that are like that are not vanilla mm-hmm. and you go oh I think I
2: like yeah. that. And a lot of and times it's e- it's at these events and stuff mm-hmm. it's good to like you can ease into things that you're not used to. Right. Which is like even more interesting because you like you said see things that you're haven't tried before mm-hmm. and they're intriguing and you may not know anything about them or very little about them and so it helps you engage and learn more about it and yeah. Well, and
0: that's how we met Master Joshua and the leather Joshua. community supports yeah, that yeah. too. Exactly, and that's how we met Master Joshua, who has been a, an incredible role model for myself. Yeah. You, I think, Carpenter, and yeah, yeah he's,
1: he, he's just so so there. It just it's just this is who he is, and,
0: mm-hmm. and he's kind of on a mission too to really yeah, got, get the word out on people's.
2: He's so interesting and so nice. Too. Yeah, he really is. Yeah,
0: so he's definitely a current. What do we think of like current day social media people that we follow on, like say Instagram? That I mean the things they might post do you you have anybody that you follow that is like pushes your outlook or you look up to them a little bit to see what they're doing to maybe like give you more I don't know
2: Drive. I don't know. I follow, Jeremy, I follow, <laughs> I look at I, you. I don't know. I follow he, a lot of random things. He follows I mean, Kim Kardashian, so you have to be careful. No, <laughs> and that is a sexual role model for sure.
0: Oh, God. for some, it's yes, popular. for
2: some. I mean, for women, that's empowering, and we don't need to go down that road. But uh, well,
0: she could be one for you because if if I said Madonna earlier and Bette Midler and yeah. you know... I mean, I think for and no one mentioned Judy or <laughs> Judy or Liza or you know. exactly. We didn't. That's we don't sorry. need every girl. We, we don't, don't need Monroe. every
2: girl yeah. in it. But Marilyn Monroe is definitely a perfect example of a role model for being a I sexual said Betty person. Davis. Oh,
0: absolutely. Mm, okay. Not no, only because of her strength no.
2: and. No At, not, not a really sexual, allowed, it doesn't, do, it you know, doesn't right, that doesn't but have yeah. to do with sex. so I think Marilyn is Marilyn is a very good example of being a sexual individual <laughs> and embracing her beauty and sexuality. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, and, and, I, and she w- she was reportedly quite the smart woman too. Yeah, I'm she would, sure she would say to people, "Oh, do you want to see her? <gasps> Let me do her," <laughs> and then she'd do her Marilyn routine.
2: You know, I love because she knew exactly yeah. what she was doing. You know what you're selling and how it works, exactly. and you know exactly, exactly what people want to yeah. see and what they what what entices them, and that is the interesting entity in itself.
0: Mm-hmm. I would think our dear friend, uh, who's been on the show, Gregory Nalbone, is probably a. You know, looked up to in many circles. Definitely for the pictures he posts, mm-hmm. and just you know, you don't get four hundred thousand followers without having. People no, but I
2: also think with Gregory, it's a, it's uh, stylized and it's it's mm-hmm. his outlook on uh, representing himself, which makes it even more interesting. Because yeah. you could follow so many basic people that uh, don't represent themselves in an in an artistic way and I think what's interesting about like even me following Gregory is I love the difference in all the different photo shoots and things and I also find it interesting that he set some of them up up himself and, and almost, that, he sets and most of them up. I know, so, a lot, no, you know, a lot of them, but, but also yeah. he's shot by different people. Yeah, and it's true, interesting to true. see different outlooks on one person individually. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I from think his that's, perspective. And that makes it more interesting than right. just following a person that has a beautiful body and a beautiful face. And that's fun too in itself, but that does get old and that also doesn't... It, there's got to be something always, more behind it. Yeah, you know? and so for, so for Gregory, it's oh, it's always interesting to see the way that he portrays himself and mm-hmm. also it's funny and silly with the damn dolls and all these <laughs> random things sometimes and that's like the real person <laughs> attached to yes. the image that you see which Absolutely. makes it much more fun and much more well, interesting well
1: he, he makes himself a real person yeah. he's not he doesn't portray himself as just some and i think you know, that's some, how you some, attract
2: some beauty, people to you know? want to look at you and see you is by adding that like personal aspect Realness, to it. yeah right.
0: well we're in a in a a great time in so many ways where we can express ourselves in that way on social media and be gay. I mean, Sam. I don't know if you know the singer Sam Smith. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, British. Um, he was on Watch What Happens Live mm-hmm. recently, and they were you know, Andy was asking what would your tagline be if you were Real Housewives, and he was like, "Oh, uh, I'm a dick monster," and he was sitting next <laughs> to Patti <laughs> Labelle, and she's like, "Oh well, my god," and he was like. Well, a dick monster he's like well yeah I mean and so British and just so oh of, my
2: god that's t- so funny just,
0: you know when I'm around my friends and stuff we always just joke around like what we're just searching for Dick. Said, we're Dick monsters. So he was so unapologetic <laughs> about
2: monster it. Dick monster in the house. So Dick monster unapolog- in the
0: house. So unapologetic, <laughs> a current male gay pop star yeah, good that for him. is saying that. I mean, where
2: yeah. in any
0: other and period... And next to
2: Patty LaBelle. I mean, that's kind of epic.
0: Wow. When in any other period could you express that and get away with good it? Good for I mean, him. Even, you know, even George Michael, you know, you're talking about
1: George Michael when he got you know caught having sex at a public bathroom or a public park. Whatever, um, he, he made no apologies for it. No. Yes,
0: and he made that. And also, Mark Jacobs, yeah. Mark yeah, Jacobs said the same thing. He Mark Jacobs, no when they when they uh, had no somebody
2: released that he had like an orgy uh, yeah. from people on Grinder. Yeah. He just admitted it, but uh, yeah, because there
0: was like drugs or something involved yeah, and or whatever. Was like,
2: and, uh, he invited all these random guys over from Grinder, and mm-hmm. he. And I love that he admitted it because it was like. Yeah, he, I have takes, no shame because it does take the scandal out of it, it because it's like this it. is the real person. They live their life outside of being a world-renowned fashion designer mm-hmm. and he's being up front and when you admit things up front – there's no like area or room for There's, no misconception or right. bullshit Madonna and adding drama thing. to it. And, and, and to the people, same people same don't expect you to actually admit these it, being in these situations or being like pinpointed mm-hmm. for. Yeah, he was like ridiculed by other designers and whatever. Imagine and if a congressman the, did that. Just the press. Yes, I had sex with somebody was like, in the back. Yeah, I am a sexual person and I do have Grinder, and it's an app for gay men to meet other men for sex. And he's like. And I have no shame in it. And yeah, and, but, like, but
0: it hasn't always worked for people. I mean, back in the day, Madonna no, of course, in the I'm 80s, sure. so Mad- she uh, was right, right in the high, beginning of her career. Nude pictures came out, and she says, yes, I did it. And it was, and it was splashed all over. And owning up to that was mm-hmm. such an amazing moment. But on the other hand, Vanessa Williams, um, who I adore, also, pictures came out of her naked in the 80s after winning Miss America. I know, that was and terrible. And she was almost done with her her reign and as Miss America. Like and they, like, decrowned her. Decrowned her. They since Which is so pathetic. Well, but that's but. the Miss
1: America... And they've, and since, such,
0: they've apologized. Their such, rules are really stupid. They have apologized recently, Good. but they apologized Their rules are stupid, like though. last year. They're
1: misogynist. I'm yeah. sorry. It's all well, and misogynistic. And they
0: continue to come out with... They follow stupid rules. And they continue to come out with the pageantry. I mean, I don't. you've heard of the recent scandals of, I think it's the Miss Universe. Mm-hmm. Where, I loved when
2: the transgender uh, individual that was part of the competition sued them and she won. Good. Because they had uh, they had set in stone as like a rule that you had to be a natural born woman to be in the competition, and no one knew that she wasn't naturally born as a woman. I know a lot of and, gay men who and are And they released born women. some somebody released <laughs> that info on her, mm-hmm. and she sued them, and she won. Good.
0: Well, I mean, and that's great. Again, back to the time we're in, but you were you know you're praising and rightly so, um, Mark Jacobs, <coughs> right? Mm-hmm. And but. Vanessa also hopped up to it too mm-hmm. back then. Mm-hmm. Right. And it didn't work out in her yeah. favor. Yeah. yeah. And but, but so again, it's unfortunately
1: just, things work differently for women. Yeah. It shouldn't. Well, but they do. and that's always the double that's standard part of it. Yeah. Yeah. But also you're dealing with a ridiculously misogynistic, you know, rule bound company.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, the right. Miss
1: America and the Miss Universe stuff is just such bullshit.
0: It's based you know. off of that. Well, the fashion I mean, world is a big world too and can turn on you as well. It's just that the fashion world has always been known to be bitchy and, and yeah, scandalous. And so I think for Mark Jacobs, it would be like, yep. And they also
2: know Mark Jacobs' spot in their world. Exactly. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's designated mm-hmm. already. So. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Well, I think we are coming up on our hour I mean we've talked about so many different like role models and but let us know what who some of the role models yeah. out there you can um, tweet post on our Facebook page at talk about gay sex or use a hashtag sex role model. Gay sex role model. Gay sex role model. Yeah. And then and we can
1: search on the hashtag. That way, you know, we can we can find what you have to say and you can.
0: And we'll continue uh, this conversation because I know we left out a lot of people. We left, and well, you can't
1: cover everybody no. in our
0: show, but and I this always is just
1: who, these are the people that
0: we have been influenced by in multiple different ways. Exactly. Yeah. And as I'm saying that, so. I'm looking at Frida Kahlo in front of me and she's also yes. a sexual role model in many ways. Yeah believe it or not and so yeah i'd be yeah i like that hashtag gay sex role models and we will continue the conversation and bring them up as always i want to thank you both jeremy ross lopez and steve carpenter um yeah continue to follow us it's been fun as always
1: good
2: conversation. Have Absolutely. lots of fun gay and sex. Yes, has exactly. lots of good, well of course
1: because all of our listeners have the best knowledge so they have the best sex and are the best partners. Exactly. <laughs> Thanks guys.
2: See you later.